of you is the monster. Monster? They're British, you know. Hello, I'm Chris Denton. And I'm Paul Monk. And we are a very British horror. And wow, wow, Paul, wow. This is this is the big one. This is one of the most controversial Hammer films of them all. There are some very strong opinions. I wonder if we're going to um, clash o- over this because tonight, well, what are we talking about, Paul? So we're continuing the theme of um, slightly less lesbian vampires, but just as many boobies with, um, I guess, the follow-up to Vampire Lovers, Lust for a Vampire. Lust for a Vampire. Yeah, now, this is really controversial because, you know, some people really like this film and some, like, Hammer film film fans, horror film fans, they really can't stand it. (laughs) So... (laughs) I'm going to come out straight away and say I I am very much in the former camp. I think this is uh, really cool. And, and I think it's really cool possibly because it was the second Hammer film I ever watched. <laughs> so there's a bit of nostalgia there. But, you know, I've, I've got I've got some kind of very positive feelings about this. Steady. About this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but... Let's 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 deal with some you know facts. I mean, we don't usually do facts on this show, but hey, let's <laughs> let's try. Let's deal with some facts. Um, so this is um, originally it was called to love a vampire. I, I, I believe it was written very quickly as a sequel to the Vampire Lovers. Yeah. Um, by the same guy Tudor Gates who wrote the, the screenplay for Vampire Lovers, and and this was made in. Um, well, this was released in 1971. I believe it was made in 1970. Pretty much as soon as Vampire Lovers had come out, they, they put this into production. Um, very quick turnaround in, in, in those days. And, and I think you can see it's kind of um, it's kind of written even before uh, Tudor Gates knew that Ingrid Pitt was going to play Carmilla. Yeah. I think I think that's pretty obvious, um, just because the plot doesn't well wouldn't make any sense with Ingrid Pitt's Carmilla as the main character. So that's why you, when you say it's kind of a sequel, I think it was absolutely a sequel to the Vampire Lovers. But then I, I think with the Vampire Lovers, they went in that the direction of um, casting. And this is, uh, I, I, I'm not meaning this disparagingly, but Ingrid. Pitt, I think, is in her early 30s. I think we discussed that when we talked about vampire lovers. And I think Camilla is meant to be in her early 20s. And um, she absolutely is. It's a big plot point in this film, Lust for Vampire, that she's 22 because she goes to school. (laughs) That's the thing, isn't it? They get her into a finishing school. um, And there's just no way that Ingrid Pitt could do that she could she they would have i mean it wouldn't have been that hard they would have had to have rewritten her as a teacher maybe yeah. <laughs> um, but there's just no way is there that that the ingrid pick carmilla character we saw in vampire lovers could be the carmilla character we see in this no so so case sort of being killed and resurrected it is quite good for your aging Obviously, it makes you a bit more youthful. But 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 we do have we do have a um we do have an explanation that the we do meet the the villagers who are really traditional hammer villagers who <laughs> say like 
uh, that the Karnsteins come and do this every 40 years. And this film is set exactly 40 years after The Vampire Lovers. So yeah. this is set in 1830 and The Vampire Lovers is set in 1790. And I went back and checked that because I was like, whoa, wow. Okay. It, 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 that was an actual thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so, so uh, okay. And we do have um, a couple of uh, returning characters as well. We've got the like the man in black and the countess Karnstein uh, 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 are back in this, aren't they? But but no none. So so we've got Carmilla, uh, the man in black, and Countess Karnstein, uh, yep. but none of them are played by the actors who played them in the Vampire Lovers. Right. So um, Carmilla is now played by Uta Stensgard, and the man in black who was played by John Forbes Robertson. Is now played by well, I think ac- <laughs> to be completely accurate, uh, the man in black is now basically Count Karnstein, and he's played by Mike Raven and Valentine Dial, Dial Valentine Dial, and Christopher Lee. Yep. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we've got Countess Karnstein, who's played, I believe, by Barbara Jefford. Is that right? Yeah, that's, that's right. I think. Um. And then we've got a whole new cast of characters as, as, as well. Um, so the the, the 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 ostensible star of the film is Ralph Bates, who plays a kind of teacher called Giles. And then we've got like a um, a juvenile lead um, who's played by Michael Johnson, who I don't know. I don't think he Michael Michael Johnson doesn't even have his own Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> He looks familiar though. Well, he's yeah. not bad, is he? He's not bad. No, but he, he he looks familiar, like like he was in something else, but I can't quite place him. Well, I, t- I tell you what, we're going to have to do, Paul. Um, <laughs> I don't th- I don't think I've seen him in anything else. But but if Wikipedia lets us down, there's always Plan B. There's always IMDb, <laughs> and IMDb. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't even have a picture on IMDb. Um, says, oh. Um, Interesting. This is live research, right? Right as we record. Fifty-eight credits. Okay. He was in in an episode of ER. Okay, fair enough. An episode of Walker, Texas Ranger. I, I suspect there might be a different Michael Johnson actually, yeah, but, yeah. but maybe it was. It does, doesn't sound right. <laughs> um. Oh, um, was in one of the episodes of The Rivals of Sherlock Holmes. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so so some TV. We've got said cars here. Um, I'm, I'm I'm looking, and I don't think there's anything I would have recognised him for. No, I think maybe he's just got a face that looks a bit familiar. He looks a little bit like, perhaps a little bit like Andrew Burt, someone or someone like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He's in King Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> he also looks. I guess he also looks. It also reminds me a little bit of Peter Wingard, perhaps, as well. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. And he's, he's yeah. something of the voice as well, isn't there? Yeah. Um, so I, I think I should say that... So, so this film had some production difficulties. Um, the character of Giles, played by Ralph Bates, was intended the role, apparently, for Peter Cushing. Yeah. But, but Cushing's um, wife was very ill. This was... 1970 
Um, so, so he withdrew and Ralph Bates was a last minute addition to the cast. Yeah. And um, it's interesting, actually, because it's not, even though his first top build, it's not a leading role. Uh, it, it's, I mean, I think it would have worked as a kind of equivalent to um, Spilsdorf, but um, was it General Spilsdorf that Cushing played in, in Vampire Lovers? So, yeah. so a, a kind, a kind of role where he's in it for a bit, and then it could say and or special guest star or whatever. It's not, 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 yeah. not a leading role. No. Um, but you, you, you Stensgard has the leading role, and and she she gets she's the one who gets builders and Yusuf Stensgard because she was she was very unknown yeah. uh, when, when she was cast in this. So, um, and and but and, and another interesting piece of trivia, sort of similarly, the director should have been Terence Fisher. Yeah, but. Um, he was unwell, I believe. I think he suffered from poor health towards the end of his career. Um, and he, he, he withdrew. And so a uh, last-minute replacement was Jimmy Sangster. Yeah. Now, Is this the first one he, he directed? Or I can't remember if he directed other films before this. So, very good question. I believe that... Uh, Bates and Sangster had already made the horror of Frankenstein. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, so they, they they were last minute replacements, and, and neither apparently were that enthusiastic about the film. So Jimmy Jimmy Sangster had had a kind of uh, love hate relationship with gothic horror hammers because he he was started out well he didn't start out as a screenwriter but he started out as like a production manager or something didn't he but yeah. but he he was the the screenwriter on the clack the the original classic hammers uh yeah. curse of frankenstein and dracula and the mummy um but then he got upset with that and i think he 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 saw himself on a poster billed as jimmy frankenstein sangster and he was just like yeah i'm not having this <laughs> and he Fair and he enough. moved he moved away to thrillers and other stuff yeah. didn't want anything to do with horror so so where, where he was credited uh after the very early 60s it was old scripts essentially <laughs> um, yeah um but um but he was lured back with the with the promise of being a director <laughs> right so, uh, and um, you, you know i I, th- I think with the best will in the world you know, he proved that what a good screenwriter he was by doing a f- directing a few films. Um, but you know, um, he, he's best remembered actually as a director for Fear in the Night. I think. Yeah. I, I think that 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 that's a thriller with Cushing and Bates, <laughs> and and I think that's that's quite. I mean, that's quite good. That's generally quite well regarded. And um, but horror Frankenstein, it's not. We, we should watch that for this for, for this podcast Paul that yeah, that's a very interesting film um yeah. uh, but but then, then this this I mean this one I mean you've already alluded to it I think that this one has a bit of nudity in it and therefore yes. it's considered very down market <laughs> and that's why some people don't like it and and <laughs> I, th- I think Jimmy Sangster who was already um <laughs> felt like, like already thought he was a 
he was above gothic horror movies. Uh, I, I think this is the last kind of thing he wanted to be associated with. <laughs> so, so he was never um, he was never very complimentary about this film, which didn't help his reputation. I think. <laughs> Oh, that's a that's a pretty big preamble. Um, it is, yeah. I've got, I've got, I, I, I mean, okay. That we we'll, we'll talk about the plot, but I just want to talk about uh, Mike Raven as well. Okay, because that's that's interesting. He's first on my list in, in my notes. So, oh, well, go. For, what did you think of uh, of Mike Raven? Um, I, I, I guess I'm kind of quite fond of him because I think this was a fairly early Hammer film I saw as well, a bit like you. Um, I thought the close-up of his eyes were very was very good. I thought that, <laughs> they were, that was really well acted. <laughs> Christopher Lee's eyes. <laughs> yeah. um, and it was interesting. I, I sort of, I, I hadn't really, I'd never really twigged that he'd been dubbed in this, stupidly enough, but... Um, instantly recognize valentine dial because he's he's got quite a recognizable voice um uh, and 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 yeah and i, I guess he, he sort of i suppose he doesn't do that much it kind of is a lot of hanging around and a couple of ritual scenes so yeah i thought it was okay so so i mean i, th- I think you're right he's a supporting character isn't he because um, um camilla's the main uh, protagonist slash antagonist um, but I actually I, I'm going to speak up in de- defence of this because Mike okay so Mike Raven wasn't an actor no. he was uh, a DJ with an interest in um, gothic and hammer who, who basically because DJs back in this period were extraordinarily influential and powerful for some yeah. reason now totally lost to the mist of time <laughs> <laughs> but but somehow he actually did kind of like um, make his dreams come true, and he did start starring in Hammer. Well, this is his Hammer film, but he, he's also in um, he's also in Eye Monster for, for Amicus, and and um, he he made his his own um, independent horror film, I think Crucible of Terror or something. Yeah. Like that. Um, yeah. So, so he, he he did he did a little bit, but um, here. Right, he's wearing a hairpiece. Yeah. Okay, which is kind of immediately kind of obvious. It looks a bit strange, but um... <laughs> it looks a bit the peak bit at the front look, looks a bit painted on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not because when he goes turns to the side, it's sort of you can see it's fluffy. But yeah. So, so I mean, but he didn't have his own hair in that place. <laughs> <laughs> you can see from other contemporary pictures of of him, uh, but it's it's kind of obvious anyway. Um, but he, the, what he did have, right, was he looked right. He, he yeah. looked like uh, he had the kind of similar kind of um, imposing looks that Christopher Lee himself had. Yeah, he's quite tall. Well, and Hammer and indeed the whole horror industry hadn't been able to find another Christopher Lee. I mean, the, the whole thing was really difficult to, to find someone like that. So, I mean, various other people had been made, uh, attempted to make them into horror stars. Uh, Ralph Bates himself, uh, but he Ralph Bates was not. Uh, he was a Peter Cushing type. That's that's the model yeah. that he was there. The the kind of the the, the what was it? Christopher Lee called himself um, tall, dark, and gruesome. That kind of look. Just just um, no one could do it. No, no no one could do it and and act. Mike Raven couldn't do it and act, but he yeah. did look right. 
and and so um by adding valentin doll's voice um and, uh, and then obviously the close-up of the bloodshot eyes that was a bit of a cheat they could have <laughs> I'm sure got mike raven to wear the contacts <laughs> but um I, but what I think they've done, what I think Sangster and Hammer, Hammer did, was they constructed a um, a Dracula-type character really effectively, despite not... They didn't have yeah. one person who could do all of it, so they just they just put it together from pieces. Three people, like Frankenstein-style. Well, um, but George Lucas did this for Darth Vader. You know, get someone... Yeah, who, yeah physically right and get someone who sounds right and if they're two two totally different people that's fine yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter use some movie magic put it together so uh, <laughs> and, and and he is such an upgrade that well that's, this this whole thing is such an upgrade on john forbes robertson who's the man in black in the vampire lovers and he's the i don't know I probably I don't even know if I said this about the vampire lovers, but he's the worst thing in the vampire lovers, isn't he? Yeah, because because he tries to do it like um, Lon Chaney Senior kind of, uh, <laughs> you know, really theatrical, and, and it's yeah, right. And and and, uh, and when Hammer were looking for another Dracula, they for some reason thought John Falls Robertson was their option, <laughs> and they went for him, <laughs> and he was bad as. Dracula. <laughs> I, th- I think in this, I think you're kind of much more aware. It's much more obvious who Mike Raven's playing and who he is. In in the Vampire Lovers, he's just some bloke just loitering about, isn't he? Well, uh, okay, he is right because I think in the Vampire Lovers, I think it follows the uh, the original story that. Yeah. Um, Carmilla is the main predator and, and, and the others are working for her. So, so you do get the countess and you right. do get a version of the man in black in the, in the book. And, and, and you see that they're just like, um, they're just put, putting her in positions where she can then find her victims, aren't they? So, so uh, I've never really understood what the, what, what the dynamic of that relationship was. It's, it's, they're, they're kind of like a vampire family but they're also yeah. kind of like ser- almost her servants it's it's sort of. they're, yeah they're like it's almost like they're the sort of they her guardians in a way like custodians yeah. of the camilla line because they're always just they're there if they're there if she needs to be resurrected and then then you know to, to kind of get her back into um everyday life again that's that seems to be their their role or the countess's role anyway yeah so, so uh, and, and it actually is slightly modified in lust for vampire from, from what it was in, in vampire lovers but in an interesting way in a genuinely interesting way um because we see that they actually they're actually controlling her a bit aren't they in fact you know like literally control her so um at the end, they basically make her attack Lestrange, don't they? Um, yeah. So, so that's different. So, so that that puts a whole different spin on um, who Carmilla is and who they are. <laughs> right? so, yeah. Um, so, so I, I mean, rather than rather than serving her, are they living kind of vicariously through her? 
<laughs> is she their yeah, weapon? Uh, the, maybe. That they, 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 they're using to exact whatever bloody revenge the castines want to exact or, or whatever. It's, it, you, you know, I, I, I thought, actually, this is quite complicated. And, yeah. And I like it's that. Not, it's not clear, is it? No, but then a bit of that. I mean, so when you get ambiguity, it's either because... Um, you know, it's an artistic decision to want to leave some things to the audience's imagination, or or, or it's like uh, an artistic failure, isn't it? It's just like the internal logic of the thing doesn't work. You've <laughs> but, the script in about two weeks. <laughs> but but I I think uh, you know I I think that would be to do Judy Gates a disservice. I I, I think he had he did think about this dynamic and he did deliberately modify it to make Carmilla more sympathetic. So we, yeah, we did. Yeah, we, oh yeah, definitely. She's, she's just sort of stone cold killer in this, where in, in vampire lovers, whereas in this, she's, uh, you, you feel that actually um, she's quite fond of the strange. Yeah. I mean, and his inappropriate behavior. I, I'm not sure how. <laughs> I, I think I think you do feel like that. She is actually fond of him. I don't understand why she is. No, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> right. So 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 let's that skip back because that, that that was all good stuff. But but what we, I think we need to do is skip back and, and briefly go through the the, the, the story. So um, as I said, it, it's forty years after the Vampire Lovers, uh, Richard. It's Richard Lestrange, isn't it? Who's a yeah. who's, who's an English um, horror writer, yeah, um, and he's in Central Europe somewhere, isn't he? Um, Austria, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's it's somewhere. How I wrote it down. Um, it's called. Uh, let's see if I can find it. It's called Styria. Yeah, which is which is Aust. Which is Austria, I believe, is it? modern day Austria, I think. Okay. Um, so he, I mean, he is a total sleaze bag. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's obviously just just traveling, maybe for inspiration, or, or maybe just because he just wants he just wants to pick up women, and he's heard that European women are a bit. But this is possibly easy. It could be like in exile, like Lord Byron style, because he's so scandalised uh, British society. Be and, and and there is a kind of parallel because he's an aristocrat, although, yeah. although he does he's not titled. His 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 father is, and and, and so he's he's obviously like whether whether he actually, um, I think he is a notable writer, but he's also a um, very high up in British society through. Uh, through his lineage, which which opens more doors than being a horror writer does. Yeah, <laughs> right? and we first we first see him, and he learns all about the Karnstein course curse, but he's not interested. He's interested in the um, serving wenches, isn't he? Uh, whom, yeah, yeah. Whom um, he molests uh, <laughs> in what would now be a criminal fashion. <laughs> and then after that, he he gets a sort of talking to by the innkeeper, doesn't he? Um, and the innkeepers very nicely sums up um, the whole Karnstein uh, thing, so that you know we don't have to worry about that too much. Um, 
and then Lestrange is, is just massively dismissive of it all. So I actually wrote that, that Lestrange is sort of a young, sceptical upstart laughing at the old people and their, their superstitions. Yeah, well, yeah, but not it's not just old people, is it? It's racism. No, no, but, yeah, it's racism. It's, it's so because, because he's because English. Because they're primitive. And, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's really unpleasant. We already see that. Yeah. And, but but then he goes to Karnstein Castle, doesn't he? To um, yeah. just to look around, I think, because and also because he's been told not to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and then he gets assailed by um, but by what he presumes are like beautiful vampire uh, w- women, but because that's what the innkeeper's just described. But it turns out, and and also great, it's a great callback to um. Vampire Lovers, where um, Baron Hertog, he he actually is in the same place, and he yeah. does get assailed by a beautiful vampire yeah. woman, doesn't he? <laughs> but 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 here they're not vampires; they're um, they're students at a girls' finishing school. Yeah, I I I I quite like this bit. I, it was they kind of then re- he kept having lines, certain lines that the innkeeper said repeated going as if they were going for his head yeah and the, the one that sort of picked i picked up on was that uh men are amongst their victims too which was quite interesting right is it is it's, this is a sort of firstly a bit of a, a a statement saying yeah there's calm down lads there's going to be a bit less lesbianism in this you know it's, yeah. it's you know, men, men are, are just um it can yeah can be the victims too um but yeah it also sort of it's also sort of seems to say that it's it's, it's a bit more this 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 story is going to be a bit more dangerous because you know she was only after they were only after women last time um and you know all, all you men who are a bit smug thinking they weren't you, know, you weren't going to get got well, you, you might do this time. So he sort of is quite, I think it was quite an interesting thing, it's yeah. sort of stating stating the differences and also it's sort of um, trying to sort of up the the potential danger. Um, okay, I think there's a lot actually to unpack there because I think um, you do get this a lot in Hammer's vampire films that they say what the rules are at the start and the rules they usually change from film to yeah. film. Yes. So, so, so yeah, yeah. So the, the rule this time is she doesn't just go for women, which is, I mean, she didn't, in fairness, she didn't only go for female victims of the vampire lovers. It's just a strong preference for doing yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but also, I mean, obviously the whole, the whole premise of this film is that the, uh, the, the strange and, 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 and Camilla are, gonna have a romantic relationship which would have been basically impossible with the Carmilla from the first one because, yeah 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 so so she's so she's obviously <laughs> she, she's yeah she's her preferences have changed in the 40 years or or or, or maybe there's like so, so, or, or maybe uh, Gates has changed it a, a bit so so that that while she goes for female victims maybe that's um yeah so so I think what happened is that the distribution companies in the U- UK and America 
um, sort of in, insisted that the, the lesbianism was toned down. So I understand I that the way they got it through in the vampire lovers was by saying it's in the original story, which is yeah, a great yeah. literary classic. Yeah. And they couldn't do that quite so much with, with, yeah. Uh, so, and in, in the third film, twins of evil, Carmilla is a hundred percent heterosexual, not interested in girls <laughs> at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but in, in this one though, I mean, it's a girls' school, so so it's a it's a yeah. She, yeah. She's she's um yeah. She's still, and she still does go primarily for female victims. But but you're you're right. You're right to call out that that's the the the, the big change that yeah that, that we're seeing. Um, yeah, not necessarily a not yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I I think it's quite problematic, but you know. Yeah, a, a lot of these films in the seventies are problematic, especially yeah. <laughs> when yeah. they try and deal with serious things. So yeah, it's gonna <laughs> yeah. just have, you just have to go with it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so um, I tell you what's even. I mean, God, the uh, yeah, the 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 lesbian depictions are problematic. Jeez, but <laughs> but what's much more problematic than that is. The strange who 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 goes what girls school brilliant have <laughs> <laughs> a bit of that <laughs> and um so uh Giles who's the the teacher with the girls and who's taken them up to Karnstein on some historical expedition um yeah. but 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 basically he's just um impressed because he knows that Lestrange is the son of a lord. Uh, so so he goes, oh, yeah, come down, come meet the girls. Come yeah. It's like, right, what? Hang on. <laughs> There's no child protection stuff in them days. He, and, and he's, he, I mean, he's just blind to the fact that the strangers is obviously back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and then uh, after that, the strangers is like, well, this is awesome. I've got to get, I've got to get into this. Well, I think he, I think what he's there, he meets. Uh, Mia Carla, who's the new student that that, that that doesn't he? And he's smitten with her, and he's yeah. like, "Well, I've, I've I've got to get back to this girls' school because um, I like one of the girls." And, and he must be about forty, by the way. So, it's, <laughs> yeah. um, um, and um, so what he does essentially is he tricks the English teacher um, by by meeting him in, in the <laughs> tavern and pub, yeah. Sends him off to Vienna in some pretend pretend collaboration. Well, it's because because the um, English teacher knows who he is and obviously uh, wants some advice and help and and yeah yes he says to to help him yeah you can go off to to Vienna and do this research for me yes and then so goes he goes back to the that. school and and tells them that he he's broken his leg or something yeah. So tricks his way into a teaching position at a girls' school for completely a hundred percent nefarious purposes. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, me, and, and uh, then, then, then obviously he tries to pursue a relationship with um, with Car- Carmilla, uh, Mia Carla, because a really, a really clever alias, which, which everyone sees through. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then again, uh, isn't there? I don't know if it's that bit or if it's um, later on. Uh, uh, Ralph Bates' character 
points out that this was something that was very often done in well he uh, takes all the girls aristocratic to Mia, lines yeah he takes all the girls to carmilla's grave yeah and, yeah. and explains to them about the um the, yeah they did the um anagrams and then and then um um uh, Ginny Matheson goes, wait a minute, uh Mia Carla, that's Carmilla, isn't it? <laughs> 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 yeah, we we which <laughs> yeah makes Carmilla slightly uncomfortable. But but then um then Giles, uh who obviously knew knew all the time, he 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 persuades her to come and meet him at midnight and says he wants to serve her because he's figured out who she is, but he wants but, but luckily he's fine with all the that evil and just wants just what just wants to do her bidding so she kills him yeah. I I don't I, I, yeah um I, I get I guess because she doesn't trust him to keep the secret or doesn't want him doesn't need another servant so so she, she, yeah she kills him um and and she's already started working her way through the other pupils by by then but then um um the head, the headmistress, who's facing financial ruin, and um, the count, count and countess Karnstein, they just they just cover everything up, don't they? There's yeah. uh, and there is a really good line, uh, Valentin Dials, where he's pretending to be a doctor, and every time uh, he does an autopsy, he goes, "It was a heart attack." <laughs> That's it's like a bit of a catchphrase. Yeah, which I think is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think that that's that's I think that's pretty good. And and there's only um, but basically, and um, Lestrange doesn't care. He knows about the girls going missing and stuff. And he yeah he he doesn't care. In, f- in fact, he um um he finds out from um from Giles's research uh, about about Carmilla and, and he covers it up. Yes. <laughs> so, so he he knows he he knows that, that she's a vampire priest pretty early on. <laughs> but he doesn't care because he fancies her. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. And, and then and then he um he, he he also then makes an assignation with her and he tries to like seduce her and it works. Yeah. And, and so then, then so then you get um you, you get a sex scene and you get this amazing song playing. It's over quite, it. it's quite a, um, that's quite a, a rapey seduction though, isn't it? He's quite forceful in it. Um, yeah. Cause he, he's completely horrible. Isn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but she kind of, for some reason, um, she, 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 yeah, yeah. She, she, she goes with it. And so, so, um, but she doesn't kill him. She 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 starts like more like uh, a human kind of relationship. So it's not like we've seen with um, with, with Carmilla in the Vampire Lovers, where like there's the, the girls she likes she toys with for a while. This is seems to be more like a proper genuine relationship. She generally genuinely does like him. She doesn't hurt him. She doesn't get him to do anything. Um, he, I mean, he knows she's a vampire. He knows, <laughs> but, but, um, he, 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 there's a bit of denial because of his, um, because of his rationalist beliefs. But he's seen all the evidence. He's seen the picture of her from seventeen. Well, he tells her, doesn't he? That, 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 yeah, that he's seen all the evidence and um, that that she's a vampire. 
and and this is this is other teacher uh janet playfair played by uh, yeah. Susanna lee um and and she's the only one that actually does seem to care about the missing girls <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and she goes to the Lestrange for help, and the Strange is like, "No, I'm not helping." And yeah. but then she's like, "I thought you would help because I'm in love with you, or something like." That. <laughs> <laughs> Why is she in love with him? He's clear sleaze bag. <laughs> yeah. you can see he's trying to get it on with. Uh, <laughs> but it, it does. It kind of makes out. Um, it kind of makes out that all these, that all the women at the finishing school are all kind of desperate for men. I don't know that the idea of finishing school was to, to uh, be more uh, able to, to know how to, to go out and get a husband. That's basically the idea of them, wasn't it? That they, they taught girls how to behave and how to, you know, hmm. um, portray themselves so that they would get a, a, a husband. But yeah, it does kind of like, he's the only man that isn't, um, Giles Barton that's come in, come in and uh, they all go a bit all go a bit nuts well especially because a lot of the girls don't seem to like Giles because they, no. they they think without any evidence that he's creepy but he never does yeah. anything creepy no, <laughs> no. In- interesting you say that because I, I I haven't seen this for, for quite a number of years now and I always remember Ralph Bates's character as being far more creepy than he actually is and he, and he he wasn't anywhere near and near as creepy as I thought. No, I mean he's quite. I mean he's uh, he, he's quite friendly. He doesn't seem to yeah. do anything to to to, uh, to the girls that's inappropriate. I, I mean obviously pledging himself to Satan in that last scene. <laughs> a bit of, bit of a character flaw, but yeah. you know. <laughs> which he pays for. It's the only but, thing. <laughs> but but he he's. Uh, but the girls they seem like wary of him but no one seems to care about the strange do you think it's because he's an aristocrat and therefore <laughs> therefore he's got basically a free pass to behave however he likes yeah yeah probably um yeah and, and but then um one of the missing girls um well the first girl who went missing um i, th- I think uh, is, is that that's the one played by pippa Steele, isn't it yeah yeah, uh, her her dad appears, um, and uh, that's David Healy, who I think was um, Rent to American on British TV, basically. Yeah, yeah, indeed. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's but nice he, to see him, but he, he basically stokes up the mob, though, doesn't he? So, so he, does, he yeah. um, he goes back to the tavern and he teams up with the bishop, and you get the torch wielding um, mob, and you've got um. Uh, amongst them, you've got the great Christopher Neem, who we're yeah, yeah. shortly to see as Johnny Alucard in Dracula AD 1972, and Doctor Who fans may may recognise from Sharda. Um, so Christopher Neem there as a villager, uh, and you've also got uh, is it Nick Brimble? Yeah, um, whom I think was a mainstay, wasn't he, in 80s and 90s TV? But yeah, whom, yeah. Who, who, who who I seem to recall played. Um, the creature in Roger Corman's Frankenstein Unbound. It is, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. So nice, nice to see him. So it's quite, quite starry almost. Uh, accidentally, yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, incidentally, it's, it's quite obviously. Pippa Steele was in 
the vampire lovers. Yes. And, and yeah, and we'll get to another character who, or another actor who was also in the vampire lovers. Is that the policeman? Yeah. Yes. So he, he, he was the, the, the butlery person in the, in the vampire lovers. Yes. Yes. A similar, similar kind of role as someone who tries yeah. to, who tries to uh, take on the vampires, but loses Harvey Hall. Yeah, I think I think it's quite an interesting um, thing that it's almost like there's a little bit of a rep theatre thing going on here with lots of actors playing different characters. Well, so so, and I think that's true. So this this Vampire Lovers and Last Vampire were were produced by um, Fine and Style, weren't they? Who were yeah. Uh, um, like independent producers, they weren't working for Hammer. They just brought Vampire Lovers to Hammer, yeah. And um, they seem to like people and, and use them again. So uh, you you got Judy Matheson in, in a supporting role in this one, who who turned up in Twins of Evil, there the third of their move, movies, um, so she could be burnt at the stake. Yeah, Michael Michael Style and Harry Fine. So yeah, you got that, and I, and I believe that. Um, um, Harvey Hall was in that as well. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and Peter Cushing's back from the Vampire Lovers and Twins of Evil, obviously. So, so yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I, I, and I, I like that. That's kind of like, um, I mean, the old Hammer had their repertory company, didn't they? Um, yeah. With obviously Michael Ripper being the face of it in some ways. So it's nice to see that that recreated. And um, I did see, because I watched a couple of the Blu-ray extras, and I, I did see that it's an interesting time for Hammer because Anthony Hines had left yeah. um, and Michael Carreras hadn't yet come back. So right. there, there was no kind of um, creative head of the studio at, at this this time. Um, so so and I think, think that the, the theory is that... Um, when Michael Ferreras came back, he didn't like Fine and Style and he um, did Twins of Evil and that's it. And then they did other stuff. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it, it, interesting, interesting time in, in, in Hammer's history. And of course, the historical context was the, the censorship rules relaxed uh, considerably in 1970. The vampire lovers had been designed to take advantage of it. And um, Lust for Vampire followed the odd from that. And then Hammer were like, okay, we're used to this now. The novelty's yeah. worn off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's, yeah, ver various, ver ver yeah, various different things there. Anyway, I think I've gone off on, on a massive tangent because <laughs> I think we were about to talk about um, a mainstay of Hammer for, forever, which was um, the the burning <laughs> down house or castle at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, obviously the, um, the the vampires turn up, um, the vampires oh, yeah. just hide in the castle. Yeah, they rope, they rope in a cardinal or someone like that. Yeah, they? yeah. The cardinal tells them don't don't burn down the castle because that won't kill the vampires, and they do it anyway. And, yeah, and um, I mean, he may as well have said don't don't burn down the castle, stake them, otherwise there'll be a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> but but um. 
so, so the vampires are like, there is no death for us in fire. <laughs> um, so they're, they're all they're all fine. Oh, but then right. Richard Strange, the idiot, runs in <laughs> to, to yeah. rescue. Um, Think, thinking with his loins again. Carm- Carmilla, who doesn't need rescuing. Um, and, and she was like, oh, no, Richard. And that's when um, Count Karnstein makes her attack him, which is... Uh, I think really a key moment in the in, in the film, um, but uh, then a burning beam falls on her and stakes yeah. her through the heart and she dies. And it's like, I mean, I mean for me, the strange is hundred percent the villain of this film. <laughs> Everything he does is completely stupid, uh, <laughs> and um, it's motivated by uh, the. the you know, lust. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Well, that, that, and, the film and, title. Whereas, um, but we've seen, we've seen. From Actually, that's quite like, interesting, isn't it? Because well, you said it was called to, to love a vampire originally, yeah. but clearly someone read this through and thought, no, lust for a vampire is much more appropriate. And it, it I have to say, it's probably one of the most appropriate uh, Hammer titles. Well, well, absolutely, is it is. But but she, um, she's a much more interesting character because she's kind of being controlled. It's like she's a weapon that they wreaked on the um, on 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 the school, and they can get to kill. And she doesn't actually want to. Or uh, you you can see that her her conflicted and the better part of her nature coming out. And 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 that so for, for me she 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 is, I mean she's obviously the main character anyway, but but she is much more sympathetic the alleged monster than the alleged yeah. hero. And yes. In fact, I would just switch it around and say she's she's the heroine of the film and he's the villain. And if you read it like that, then then, then, it, then it's fine the film. <laughs> but, but but if you don't if you don't you just find yourself not sympathising with the complete you know get who who's supposed to be the uh the, the see the see i did i did wonder is. i did wonder on that ending bit as well whether there was a secret um vegetarianism message because the vampire who who's uh you know drink kills people and drinks their blood uh is killed by a, a flame grilled steak <laughs> 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 yes. Sorry, I had to get that one in. <laughs> um, but but you also see that um, Count and Countess Karnstein are not killed, like you say. So they no. set it up for yeah. a sequel that never happens, in fact, because they go in a different direction. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and you just think, well, Lestrange, you've just. You've got your girlfriend killed for your own stu- <laughs> stupidity and ineffectiveness, <laughs> but but you don't care, do you? Because you never you, he doesn't. I mean, he just and he literally staggers out of the castle uh, into the arms of Janet Playfair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah well, she, she, you know, she's obviously still in love with him. So yeah, yeah bang her next. Yeah, 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 yeah. literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well time to move on <laughs> the other one's the last girlfriend's been staked so you know time to move on to the next one <laughs> yeah. um yeah so 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 i mean that 
my feeling on this is that actually um, the reason I think it's not just rubbish exploitation film is because I, I think Yuta Stensgard is genuine. She's genuinely great as Kamila, yeah. and, and she manages to to get quite a nuanced performance. And, and such a shame that this is her only major role ever in anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she was. Um, she did bit parts. She's got a small part in Scream and Scream again. She had a scene cut out of one of the Carry On movies. Right. Um, she's, I think she did some... Is she in an episode of The Sweeney? Because it's uh, lots of people ended up being in an episode of The Sweeney. I think she was in a number of ITC-type things. Yeah. Not that, um, Judy Matheson was in The Sweeney, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think um, by the time The Sweeney was on... Yusuf Stensgard had had retired from acting. I think she only lasted a couple more years after this, actually, and then then she went she went to America to be a born again uh, Christian and a um, sell radio advertising or something, and disappeared from the public eye for years and years and years. I did eventually um, get rediscovered, and people interviewed her, and I think she may have even done some conventions. But um, yeah, uh, (laughs) I think she was ashamed of her of her past uh, in, in British film and TV for a while. But um, it's a shame because I think that, that she was, because um, yeah, I think it's a, uh, I, I think it's a great performance. I think, yeah, I think it's, it's very good. Um, uh, yeah. And, and like I say, I, I, I mean, I like Mike Raven apparently was absolutely a horrible person. I think um, <laughs> because, because he, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I think he was totally out of his, depth on film sets isn't it? that's what they say he wasn't a bit of a humorless guy but it doesn't matter because what what to us does it because what you've got is a like a performance that kind of works and it, it's yeah, yeah. It, it, and it's certainly really memorable it's you know <laughs> it really is um, um so i think the i think the reputation of this film has been tarnished by the title all right it is appropriate um, but it is too lurid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but and the reason apparently it's not called To Love a Vampire is because they didn't want people thinking it was a romantic film, and they didn't want uh, they didn't want like the men who it was aimed at not to want to see it. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's the whole you just you mentioned it briefly earlier, but didn't I think we went off at a tangent? But there is the the whole kind of romantic love scene. Um, which has a lot of kind of uh, cliched shorthands for different things. The hand clutching the grass kind of bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that song, Strange, Strange yeah, yeah. Love. Yeah, and you were going to talk about, I think you were going to mention that, or I don't know if you were going to say anything more about it. But. Well, it's um, performed by a, a singer called Tracy. And I yeah. I don't mind the song. It's not, it's not like... It's not like the Dracula AD 1972 song, which was terrible. Because yeah. <laughs> that, that that tried to be contemporary, didn't it? And Dracula AD yeah. 1972, obviously, hence the name. But um, but this is done in quite a haunting style. And, yeah. and the title is from a quote from the original um, from the original story. So I think I, I actually, I think the, the Strange Love song is all right. And, and the idea of, you know, having a song over a sex scene is, you know, People still do that today. Yeah. I think. I think it's, what it, we can do is, is re-edit it with the the song "Strange Love" by Depeche Mode 
and then it has a whole new, uh, <laughs> whole, whole new sort of atmosphere to it. <laughs> uh, and obviously, I think people also hold the nudity against it. But then, I think it was the novelty. Um, but 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 there was a whole the the. I mean, these two films, these two Hammer films, although Hammer stopped doing anything like this, um, there was a whole genre that went through the 70s of, um, in, in Europe particularly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so it, it, was, it was quite... I, I don't, quite, think, quite, I don't think that the nudity is sort of um, any more... There's, there's a bit more than, than the vampire lovers, but not... Not loads. No, um, I, I think I think it's right. You actually, you wouldn't be able to make a film like this today because you wouldn't be able to do the. It wouldn't be able to do the gratuitous need to see like 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 you have it, and that obviously is a step is a step forward. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but you know, it's not. It's I, like I say, you. It's 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 obvious. This film is of its time and it is it is enjoyable. I think I I still like the, I, I really enjoyed it. Not 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 for the nudity particularly, but for for actually it's a really interesting gothic fantasy and the, yeah. those are my favourite of the Hammer films. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I, I quite enjoy it as well. Um, there's there's a couple of I think there's a couple of sort of interesting. Um, directing decisions made in this i don't know if they were well one of them definitely isn't in the script i would think but the other one might be they, they, i think this film does try to set up a little bit of a a mystery as to who's killing the various i yeah i don't understand why no i don't understand it's, why it's kind of really obvious but it sort of seems to and they do this weird like almost like the the, the tv show peep show sort of thing point of view stuff which is uh good sort of in, which is which good is interesting that's quite an interesting yeah directorial choice i don't know if that would have been in the script mm, but, probably probably not actually but um yeah it, it is quite effective it, it is it is good and, and but i think the the kind of mystery of um who's the vampire I think that obviously was in the script, but I don't understand why in a sequel you would have that. Because <laughs> no. it's like we know it's no. Carmilla, we know it, we know who it is, we know who the vampire is. It's a, yeah, it's almost <laughs> like they're they're playing with that notion that you might think it's the the guy that looks a bit like Dracula, as you know. But yeah, if you've seen the previous film, then um, that doesn't really work. Um, I thought it was I thought it was an interesting uh, thing as well, and then the other thing, the other interesting directorial choice, which which I just thought was weird and I didn't really get it, was the weird falling sequences when the two characters that end up going down the well fall down. <laughs> the well. Yeah, and also, and also it's very obviously got a, a spongy bottom that they land on because it bounces, but it's um, yeah, they do this kind of weird floaty sort of fall down in darkness it's almost like they were doing some i don't know whether that sort of i don't know how how they did that but it, it sort of 
it's almost like they'd got this this effect and they'd learned how to do it and wanted to use it in something rather than because it makes any sense whatsoever because it's a narrative dead end as well isn't it yeah because it, it yeah yeah, it sort of it sort of makes you think, oh, is something weird or supernatural happening? But no, they're just falling down a well. So <laughs> why not just show them falling down a well? It, it it was a really weird. I thought it was a really weird idea. I, I mean, I quite liked it, but it's just I didn't understand why that was in there, other than Jimmy Sangster trying to perhaps do something different that he could maybe put in a show reel or something and say, look, I did this. I don't know. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree, and I do not know why it's there. I, I mean, apart, apart from it clearly was was in the script, but it, you, you, yeah, you, you, yeah, it, it, it's a bit like um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's the kind of thing which takes you out of it because yeah. it's so obviously fake. It's a bit like you have, having a rubber bat in it or something. It's, it's just like you, like you don't need that. It's it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we get that they're falling down a well. It's it's yeah. You don't need to show them all being all floaty like they're in space. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I agree, and, and and I don't I I don't know what was going on there. Uh, but apart from I I think Jimmy Sangster was probably just you know having fun because. Yeah. If he didn't like the story particularly, he was probably just doing various different things. Because <laughs> there's a dream sequence, isn't there, which is all like uh, green tinged, and that that yeah. that, that, that um, although although I like it, it's like uh, again, uh, I think it's just playing around, isn't it? <laughs> <It's>... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, now I'm not sure I've even got anything else to say about about this this film um yeah i like it i still like it i'll defend it to my dying breath well probably not i probably probably wouldn't do that but i'd probably say nice things about it on twitter so you know <laughs> i mean I, I wouldn't go as strongly as um as you perhaps but i yeah I, I i enjoy it quite a lot um it was nice to to find out that ralph bates wasn't as sleazy as I thought, and actually, the main character was was well. The main Lestrange was was sleazy, the sleazy character. So that was quite a, a, a nice surprise, even if he doesn't get his come up at any point really. Um, yeah. So I, I, I enjoyed seeing it again. So I, I kind of just got one one other thing to, to say, but this might lead us into it another episode at some point which was um hammer really made two sequels to the vampire lovers this is one yeah where, where they they obviously followed up various the various different aspects um from the vampire lovers but the other sequel where they tried to cash in on ingrid pitt's success in the vampire lovers is yeah. um countess dracula yeah now, now that's a film I have not seen for years. Well, I'd like to revisit again, but that 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 was kind of more or less made at the same time and released, I think, just a little bit after this. It's a totally different kind kind of film. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to compare Countess Dracula with Last for Vampire because, in in a way, 
uh, like Twins of Evil, there's nothing to do with this. No. I mean, you have the the Karnstein trilogy, which Last Vampires the second one, and Twins of Evil's the, the 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 third one. But Twins of Evil is nothing to do with anything that we've seen in there. No. <laughs> it, it's got a vague link. It's got like Camilla does appear, but only very briefly. She's not the um, she's she's not the the, the the main vampire or anything. Um, so so count. I think Countess Dracula is the other successor to the Vampire Lovers that that uh, has a, anything to do with it. And and like I say, it is interesting that I think probably. Um, between them, Hammer could have really cashed in on the success of the Vampire Lovers, but maybe because they were rudderless, and 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 maybe because of, you know they didn't have someone to say you've got to rewrite this script. We need we need to get Ingrid Pitt back in this. Um, that they didn't turn that into a, a series, so you end up in a position where you're more like Vengeance of She, isn't it? Now now. Yeah. I mean, she was that a very big hit, like Vampire Lovers was, but Vengeance of She with a different person in them. No one was interested. I mean, I've seen Vengeance of She and I couldn't tell you anything about it. <laughs> it it's, it's like, <laughs> they, they, yeah, they, they just followed their own blueprint for failure in, 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 in some ways. And I, and I actually think it may, may, maybe, and this is going to be my final point, right? Um, the 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 because the the, obviously was uh, mis- misogyny that, that led to some of the exploitation in, in, in this but the main bit of m- example of misogyny that Hammer demonstrated the whole film industry demonstrated is that they had a big star like Ingrid Pitt and they couldn't find they couldn't use her because they couldn't find things for for a female horror star to do and, and, and I, I think. Um, and then they made another one, um, Yusuf Stensgaard, and it was worse. <laughs> so it's, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, maybe things would have gone on a bit longer if they'd been able to um, cash in on the success of Vampire Lovers. I think, I think that's absolutely the case. And they probably could have done if they hadn't always been focusing on the male characters and, and the male actors. That's a bit of a bombshell, is it? It's a little bit. <laughs> no, but I do feel it does make me feel feel feel, feel bad what what happened to you. Stan's God. Yeah. I mean, I know Ingrid Pitt had a long career, but but she didn't. She she wasn't a big film star for for very long. And no. No, we should look at Countess Dracula at some point. Yeah. Right. That's it. I'm I'm going to say that, that that's it. Um. So yeah. I, I guess on social media, you could reach out to us, couldn't you? You probably could, if if, if you like clunky uh, segues into things. Um, yeah, so if you if you tell us if you like this film or if you um, don't like it, if you, uh, or anything else about it, if you like. Um, yeah, you're, if you're a Mike Raven fan, do, do you get in touch? Um, so yeah, you can do that by uh, liking us on Facebook and, and following us there, or you can uh, follow us on Twitter, um, and I'm where we're at, at Very Brit Horror, and I'm messing this up completely. 
Um, but yeah, just search for us on on social media and you'll find us or email us at verybritishhorror at gmail.com. Brilliant. Um, I'm going to do all of those things, although... Yeah, d- d- just... d- d- yeah you're getting a bit of a mess probably because I messed it up, but there we go. <laughs> um, one last thing I want to say, which uh, um, Judy Matheson is still on social media. Well, she wasn't on social media in 1971, but she's no. on social media now as Judy Jarvis. And yeah. um, our, our friends at the Retrospection podcast interviewed her, didn't they, a couple of years back? They did, yeah. Post a link to that because that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And go and listen to their podcast anyway because that's quite good fun. Absolutely, it is. Um, yeah, I endorse that recommendation. And, you, you know, I think on that bombshell... I've been Chris Denton. And I'm still Paul Monk. Good night. Bye.